From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 515. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Trade. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I am good. I am hanging in there. I am uh, looking at pens, talking with pens, writing with pens, and, uh, and enjoying my pens. And I would like to talk to you about all of them. Good In man. one show, we're going to talk about literally every pen I own. All right. <laughs> How are we going to do that? <laughs> it's like, they're like, I don't think I'm ready for this, nor is it accurate based on what's in this show document. No, I know what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. So I got, I, got my big, I got my big boy pen box, Mike. I got mm-hmm. my Toyoka Craft pen box 100. And by 100, they mean it holds 100 pens. So. Yeah, I've been seeing this um, in Refill, your wonderful newsletter, mm-hmm. and of mm-hmm. course on Instagram, uh, how did you find this? Uh, people have been sharing them with me for a while. So the, this brand, uh, in the last couple of years, I think they came to San Francisco Pen Show last year, maybe. And the people who had purchased them or ordered from them or worked with them all sung their praises. Um, you know, of craftsmanship, you know, it's a Japanese company where they hand make all these pen boxes and, you know, they do a lot of different work, but not just pin boxes. But obviously, that's you know one of their focuses is the pin box. It's not like a one-off thing. Like it's a mm. big part of their company, and so I it always been had always been on my mind, you know, to hey, I'll eventually get something like this. But you know, deciding what, how big, you know, what type of style, how I'm going to use it, you know, that those things take a while, right? Like I talk about. When I make like the big decisions, I tend to go pretty slow, and then it just kind of works itself out into, yep. "Hey, this is the one we're going to do." So I went with the Pinbox 100 because I am going to, as asinine as this sounds, I am going to limit my personal pin collection to 100 pins, which we're not going to get in that today because that could be the entire show. Yeah, on... I wanted because obviously I want to dig into this. Like genuinely, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. I would like to do a series of episodes. Mm-hmm. Where we detail the entire 100. Yeah, I think we can do that. We will get there, but like it's going to be a process. Just like buying the the box was a you know a process, and now how I'm going to use it is going to be a process. How I'm going to manage my personal library of pens is going to be a process. So yeah, yep. you you will be hearing about this and a lot. This is just to like this is 100 fountain pens, right? Yes. Yeah. The, you know, there's going to be there's rules. Like, we're and, not talking about Sakura Pigma Microns or whatever. No. No. Saying. This is 100. I, I, at first, I said any pen with a nib, you know, like a fountain pen nib, but it's actually going to, there is going to be some like price limitations, you know, like over $50 or something like that, right? There's going to, because there's just a, an absolute pile yeah. <laughs> of, you know, Twisbees and Safaris and Kaveco Sports and things like that that I got to figure out what I'm going to do with. But the, the overarching theme is, if I'm going to keep an expensive pen, I have to be willing to use it. So I need to, uh, I need to sell the ones that I don't. And I've been doing this that for years idea. now. I right? love this. This is one in, one out, man. Like this is yes. a, this is an excellent system. Like so, you are inspiring me here. I, I have yeah. followed this account because, mm-hmm. from a cross personship perspective, mm-hmm. this just looks like an absolutely stunning thing to own. Yeah, if you don't want to spend money, don't go to. Toyoka Crafts uh, Instagram or website because yeah. you just look at that and just kind of drool. Like, it's really, really nice. We'll have links in the show notes. Um, you know, have a link to me starting to fill up my box. What's funny is I think my box is on their Instagram prior to shipping. There's a link uh, in the show notes we'll yeah, have. Yeah, you can see it. Mine, it's the color, yeah, right? Mine's the one on the left of this image yeah. we'll have in the show notes. There's two identical exterior boxes, but there are the, the color trays, the cloth trays you can get, you can pick which colors you want, including picking a different color for each tray. And mine is the exact colors of the one on the left in the exact order that they're placed into the box. Therefore, I'm pretty sure that that is mine, uh, my box on the, on their Instagram page there. So Baby, I just saw how much that thing cost. And they are very expensive. The shipping we were, must be obscene. The shipping alone was about $140. Okay, yeah. so we're lo- you're looking at somewhere... Kind of it all in about north, six, seven hundred bucks. It was yeah, north of seven hundred. So now, we're what I will to, say, mm-hmm. value wise, mm-hmm. right? You think about it, so that's a lot of money. 
there are a lot of pens, individual pens going into this that cost more than $700, right? Sure, sure. And this is like really as incredible cross-person chip as these pens are, right? Yeah. If in so the, some cases, more than, you know? The one thing I have never done in all my years of discussing pens is say that I own like an heirloom pen, right? I just don't believe in that like thought process for my pens. I believe like, I believe they're tools and they're enjoyable and I love them. But this is like an heirloom piece of furniture. I think for something to be an heirloom, it has to be pretty substantial mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, I don't really think a pen would be that, but I, I yeah. So I'm about, oh my god, right. this website. Oh my god, <laughs> I told you not to do it. Oh, so, it's too late. It's too late for me now. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you should come to the San Francisco Pen Show and then buy one to fly back with. Yeah, <laughs> that just, would probably be cheaper. <laughs> it's just like oh, you could tell me I could bring an extra piece of carry-on luggage. Right, Here right, it right. Is. I should yeah. put some snacks in there. <laughs> so I did an unboxing. We'll link that in there. It was literally a box and a box and a box like to ship this from Japan to me. So um, the whole process of ordering was great. It was easy. It was simple. Um, we'll talk about it more as we talk more about this box. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting project. Um, the first thing I need to do is figure out which pins I need to sell to pay for this box. So that is uh, that <laughs> that is first on the agenda. <laughs> I mean, the thing for me that, would be a shame and they do actually have some products to alleviate this is you can't see what's in there but yeah if it's a hundred pens i mean what else are you gonna do right like right yeah i there's plenty of boxes with windows yeah and those to me are singular in 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 the way i would like to use things i would get a singular box with a window if that's what i wanted right there's yep. no need for me to have a window on top of the 100 pin so box or to a, buy like a 60 pin yeah. box with three trays and a glass top i I like that I, one. There's a yeah. 40 and a 60. So, like, for me, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, your favorite 10 or whatever goes go on top and then the yep. rest can go as storage underneath. I like that. Or, like, yep. you could, like, you could rotate them around. Stuff like that could be, would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So, this is, this is going to be fun. So, I started filling it up and, like, I'm just scratching the surface on this. We will be talking about this a lot over probably the next year, at least, at least throughout this year, maybe on into next year. It's just going to be, you know, a, a frequent recurring theme of how to, you know, rein in my library of pens while still admitting to myself that I own an absolutely absurd amount of pens, right? So it's a balance. It's a balance. Um, One of the ways I'm going to help pay for this, Mike, is uh, I, I launched a pen and I'm just going to go ahead and need to get this out of the way about the order of the naming of the Pen Addict uh, collaboration with Opus 88. So did I do it right or wrong? I don't know. This is a very good-looking pen. <laughs> this is a very, very good-looking pen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you did it right here. I'll tell okay. you that. The, okay. The clear parts, the clear I, that's parts, what sells it for me. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. That's what everyone's talking about, the clear parts. So I, I, Opus 88 is a, a brand that has kind of you know, gone, been on the rise in our community. They make a very... Affordable is not quite the term. Even we're talking like a hundred dollar pen, right? Like it's very, very expensive, but reasonably priced compared to a lot of other things, and it adds value by having this built-in eyedropper safety system that most pens, you know, don't have at least in this price range, or do they? They at least attempt to do so. Oh um, man, the finial's sick. I hadn't seen a picture of the finial yet. It's super subtle. Right. And yeah. it's kind of got some depth to it. Like you don't uh, like this is a it's not a loud pin because it's like bright translucent orange, like which, of course, that's what it is. But like the the additions I could have made to it, like I are very subtle. Right. Like I opted not to put like any pen stuff on the barrel, like where the Opus branding is on the cap. They're like, do you want the pen out to go there? I was like, no, let's just leave it with the finial on the top. And like, I, this turned out so good. I'm very happy with it. Um, you know, I was concerned about writing the pen attic X Opus 88 halo. That's what I was worried about in the beginning. Like if I, if that was going to set you down a path, um, but that's how the, 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 the box packaging says it that way. So I wrote it the same as what's on the packaging. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really happy with this pen. I yeah. had 200 of 200 of them in this batch. It's not necessarily limited. It doesn't mean I, I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to make more if these sell out. I probably won't. Um, 
and you know it's 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 been off to the races since I launched them on Saturday to Panatic members and um I just wanted to point this out if anyone's interested in it. It's a really, really cool pin. And uh, you should become a Panatic member to get a super, super fat discount on this pin. On this already well-priced pin, uh, you can really get it into a, a, a nice price range, if you will, Mike. I don't think I've seen the discount. Mm-hmm. I haven't got my inboxes horrific, so I haven't gotten <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good discount. Yeah, so like it's what it's what we do for you know the Panatic members and their support. Um, to to um, you know give give back you know do something fun and um, you know it's you know make a little bit money uh, money on it but you know it's mostly like a fun project to get cool things into people's hands that mm-hmm. uh, want cool things so yeah I had fun doing this and Opus was just a joy to work with one of the most efficient uh, processes that I I've ever worked on in in regards of like you know, collaborating on a product like this yeah. was just smooth, smooth from beginning to end. It was great. So yeah, there you go. Brad. Yeah. Brad. I, this is, this is your baby right Brad. now. This is, you sent this to me. So you have to talk about it. What a sailor doing, man. <laughs> so this me? thing just popped up a couple of days ago. The Out sailor of the ether. Pro gear or sailor professional gear, night to E4 fountain pen. The first in the Checkmate series by Sailor. So I, these, I love this. It's like here's two things that apparently exist in the world that I didn't know anything about. I didn't know <laughs> this pen was coming. I didn't know it was nope. a Checkmate series. Nope. This is a chess-themed pen. I don't care mm-hmm. about that, right? Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about it being chess-themed. The design of this pen is one of the best-looking Sailor pens I've ever seen. This is what I've been looking for, like from Sailor North yeah. America. Um, yeah. This is where it's coming from. This is a North American exclusive. I've I've banged the drum for metal sections for a long time, um, and hopefully, you know, like to see them kind of get mixed into any like the limited release. And then, you know, not everything has to be metal section. Not everything has to be standard. But like getting them mixed in, because I like the metal section Sailor pens the best. Um, they, they just, they're a good feel, um, you know, a good balance in the hand when you're writing with them. It's some of my most enjoyable sailor pens have the metal section. So I was glad to see that this was, um, finding its way into the, the more limited edition series that they, they release pretty frequently. So yeah, I guess there will be more in the series again. Like I'm not a chess person, um, you know, the pen design doesn't do it for me personally, but like I get like why people are, beautiful, man. are agog over I this pen. It. I think it's it's really good execution of an idea and I love the colors and I love the gray and I love the gold. It like it yep. everything about this pen works really, really yes. well together. This is like an it's an absolute a, knockout. This is a knockout. Because like, yeah. it's not black, right? It's like right. brown. They call it charcoal, but the addition mm-hmm. of the gold shimmer adds a kind of brownish hue to it mm-hmm. but then going all in on the gold yeah is what i no, like i, I do you too know? i love the gold section right i yes. do most any of my gold section any of my sections i have like the either rhodium plated or ionized yep. sections i don't know which which is called which um i guess they've done gold sections before i'm not sure like i don't seen them but this one looks amazing right like i i'm totally into what they built here and what they designed and i Yep. I think they kind of knocked it out of the park. So because yeah, it's yeah, really like great. We said it before, like the weighted section, like the weighted grip section on a pro mm-hmm. gear, really elevates that pen, makes it very special. And they've not done gold before, to my knowledge. Um, yeah, they, they've done different colors of silver, darker colors, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. not seen a gold before. Yeah, I love this pen. I love it. I'm not going to be adding it to my collection. Um, right. Yeah. But I maybe at a different time I would have. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like Agreed. if if I was in peaks if I was in peak like sailor frenzy like I was a number of years ago, this would have been an instant purchase for me because I, I love it. Um right. but I do have enough pens that give me what I want out of it uh right now. But yeah, I think this is there's five hundred of them. I mean really the honestly the biggest thing the biggest reason for me is it's five hundred and seventy five dollars, which sure. Knowing Sailor now, I understand, right? Like, I know why it's that price, Mm -hmm. um, but that's not an amount that I want to pay for it right now. Correct. Yeah. We're on the same page. Like, we, and we talk about this a lot. It's like, I love it, 
it's awesome. They did a great job. I'm not going to buy it. Like we we just can't buy all the things. And this is this is one you just like maybe you in your case, you know, you wait and see, you know, does something crop up uh, down the line that maybe allows you to to buy this or it fits mm-hmm. a need that you have or a desire or a want that you have, you know, later down the line. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more in the series too, but, uh, I'm intrigued. you know, <laughs> I'm intrigued to see so what happens. Very so, yeah. strange to me, uh, uh, a thing to be like, we're making a series of pens themed around chess. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever, like you can make a, 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 a theme of anything, but mm-hmm. it's just, it comes out of left field a little bit for me, but maybe it I'm does. missing something. No, I mean, Sailor North America tends to roll with the the popular tides, if you will. Like yeah. when the Matrix came out, they did a Matrix thing. Like the, they oh. did like an all black pen and they just try to kind of like follow the popular trends as far as what I've seen from uh-huh. from their releases. So, yeah, like it's just like, um, uh, uh, you know, part of the, the bigger overall uptick in, in the chess world. And having I mean, a, they made a pen themed around chili pe- a chili pepper, so... I mean, I have one. You know one. what I mean? No, but they, they you know, so it's like, yeah. it's just whatever they think they can make a fun thing out of, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it's and, I, have cool. no, and like, I have no criticism of that. It's just like a funny thing. No, not at all. Like, I bought one of the pepper pens, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I bought it because it's orange, <laughs> not yeah. because it was a pepper pen. <laughs> it didn't have to be a pepper pen. Uh, uh, is that a that's a TV show, isn't it? Pepper Pen. Peter Piper picked a pen of pepper. Something. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another pen, Mike. Mm-hmm. A, a a pen that neither of us will ever own. Mm-hmm. Um, nor should we, because it was a custom made Jonathan Brooks Carolina Pen Company made, Mike, for fountain pen user extraordinaire Neil Gaiman. Man. Did you see? this on the I saw Instagrams. it this morning and I loved it I loved this yeah. I mean I, we don't know the story like I don't know if anyone will find out the full story of why this occurred eh, maybe I've talked to Jonathan in the background for the last oh, month or so about this he but knows. you know it's not my information to share uh-huh. it's not my information to share but Jonathan was nevertheless commissioned to produce one of his masterpieces for Neil Gaiman uh, and posted on his Instagram about his experience of being able to deliver this pen and honestly the absolute joy on neil gaiman's face is so good because he it made a special best. pen for him too right so like he he was commissioned to make you know like a jonathan brooks special right and there's images right. of that on his instagram you know like those beautiful acrylics but then he also bought a pilot 823 which is neil gaiman's favorite pen and did some custom arushi work to that too which is that's the thing that seems to have elicited the larger response <laughs> from him but like understandably right um because that's yeah. that's like knowing him and and stuff like that but then also uh giving him a special gift or something that he already adores like so, right. oh man, so good so good yeah and the just the pure joy that whoever took these photos captured mm-hmm. um from neil's face it just how can you just not smile from ear to ear when you see this he, you can tell he's going like whoa wow it's like yeah. this is unbelievable and it's like yeah it, it's it's really really crazy um i'm glad uh jonathan got to do this and be part of this and it, it worked out like he was down at drum ghouls and went to uh neil's uh neil's show that he you know an evening with you know where he does like a speaking thing and then got to go deliver hand deliver the pens after the show or i don't know if it's maybe before the show or but um how cool is this uh that we we've known like fig boot we should probably put in the uh in the in the chat like uh fig boot has done some big interviews like with uh, neil, some of the big popular uh fountain pen people in 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 the broader world like uh, neil degrasse tyson so it's fun to see like someone like neil gaiman you know as part of this world as well so it's cool when you have like these big crossovers of people with like big profiles um in the in the real world like uh, neil degrasse tyson or in this case neil gaiman um and have this little crossover into our world it's 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 really fun to see their passion uh, about the things that we're passionate about as well. It's just, it's really fun. So congratulations, Jonathan. This is just such a treat and thank you for sharing it with us. It's really, really cool. Yeah, um, I feel, uh, this makes me feel really good. Like this just yep. makes me feel really good. I, I can't know, even right? imagine how it makes him feel. Like, <laughs> great. Yep, it's great. All right. Today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at Trade. When you become a Trade Coffee customer, you can enjoy knowing that you've got the freshest and best tasting beans that you've ever made at home. And the coffee you'll be drinking will be from the country's best independent craft roasters 
which also helps out those small businesses a lot too. That is the perfect mix for me. I love coffee and I love fun small businesses, right? And this is one of the things that I really love about trade is it finds a great way to bring these two things together. Um, they do a great job with their quiz. It's so incredibly easy to fill out this this quiz that they have that asks you a bunch of simple questions about your taste profiles. Even if you don't, you think you might not know, like you like a good cup of coffee, but you don't know how to describe it, the quiz will help tease out those answers for you and then they can pair you with a great coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. Everybody has that one coffee that they love. Trade's going to help you find it. And Trade is so incredibly confident that they're going to match you right the first time that if they don't, for any reason, just give them your feedback and one of their Trade Coffee experts will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. So you know you're going to be looked after. You are going to get something you'll like. They will make sure of it. Uh, it just takes answering a couple of questions to get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. It's really great. You can, you know, depending on how much you drink. And they've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash penaddict. That is more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash penaddict and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. One last time, that's drinktrade.com slash penaddict for $30 off. And don't forget about Father's Day coming up. A Trade subscription could be the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and relay. AFM. I don't know how I'll ever get a a bag I'll want to return from uh from trade. Here here's my recent one, Mike. It's mm-hmm. it's from Panther Panther Coffee, Mike, wow. out of out of Miami. Sixty uh, percent <laughs> of the time, it works every time, Mike. But here's here's the flavor notes: <laughs> uh, Montgomery cherry, citrus, milk chocolate, bright, sweet, and silky. I mean, that's I mean. That's me. That's that's my coffee description, and this is what shows up based on the the quiz that I took, and uh, it's just glorious. So yeah, really really good stuff. Mayor is this one. So uh, Panther Coffee Mayor out of Columbia. Uh, this the beans out of Columbia. The the, the coffee roaster out of Miami. Um, one thing on the final thing on the Brooks. Um, uh, Neil Gaiman pen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a podcast which Mike was not familiar with uh, no. called As the Pen Turns with uh, several pen makers, uh, including, uh, you know, Mythic Pens, uh, Brad at Mythic Pens, and um, oh boy, I'm blanking on, on everyone who's on here. But anyway, uh, Jonathan is has joined them. Oh, sorry, Jason. Uh, Jason Neil Penworks um, started this podcast also, with Brad from Mythic the, Pen. Uh, also, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, also Brad. Yeah. Brad, also the owner Brad. and maker at the Mythic Pen Company. Yeah, Brad. He, Brad. Who lives like 40 minutes away I'm from me. I'm just saying, like, you forget the name Brad. I no, I was forgetting. I was forgetting Jason's name. Sorry, okay. Jason. All right, all right. Um, but Jonathan has officially joined their ranks as of like five, six, seven episodes ago. Okay. So he's going to be he's gonna be talking about this whole process. So y'all should go subscribe uh, to As the Pen Turns if you don't already. If you want to hear about more of the maker side of the fountain pen business, it's they have some really, really great conversations in um, the the down and dirty of actually making pins because they're all pin makers. So uh, nice. Brooks will be uh, in a upcoming episode talking about um, the Neil Gaiman pins that he yep. worked on. All right, big topic today, Mike. Uh huh. All right, and this is this is uh, via Jamie who emailed me out of the blue. Um, to ask me a question says I've been listening to the pen attic back catalog and I really enjoyed the personal top five fountain pen segments that you and Mike did in June 2012 Wow! and then five years later in June 2017 I'm not sure you've done another personal top top five segment since then at least basing on searching on the show notes and next month June 2022 will be five years since June 2017 I'd love to hear a segment about your and Mike's top five fountain fountain pens as they stand now so we're going to do that today, even though it's not June. Um, we, this is the perfect timing for us to talk about or th- have to think about before to narrow down, Mike, our five favorite personal fountain pens, which is not an easy, easy task, as we will see. I have not listened to those previous episodes. Um, I might be tempted, maybe not the first one in 2012, but the one from 2017, I'd be interested. It's episode 260. I might have to go check that out uh, after this and and see what's up with that. But 
Um, I, I thought we, t- uh, I thought it was time. I, th- I think Jamie was right. I think it's time to do this. So what do you think? I love it. Let's do it. All right. So I took this question very literal, right? These are my five favorite pens. Like that's not the five pens that I would recommend the most. It's not the five pens that I would use the most. It's just my five most favorite pens out of the pens I own. And it was good timing for me as I just started putting everything into the 100 count box I got my hands on all the favorite things and looked at them and had a a memory refresh of like literally everything I own so I picked five and these are in no particular order of this five I don't know that I could rank these top five in a one through five sense I think there's a clear number six but I think these five any of these five could be number one um first one is the Namiki Milky Way so we'll have a link in the show notes to pictures of these. Um, if you're not familiar with the pens that we're talking about, I think some of these you're going to be very familiar with, but I don't have too many pictures of the Namiki Milky Way yet. Um, I haven't done a proper review of it. I may never do a proper review of it, although I think I kind of, one of these days I will. But it is my most expensive pen by double of what I've paid for other pens that doesn't necessarily in and of itself make it a favorite or special that it costs a lot, but the, what it is and the style of pen it is and the artistry of the pen, which you're going to see a, a, a recurring theme here in my list. It really speaks to me personally and it has a glorious fine nib. I only ever ink it with Pilot Orochizuku Sukio, which is a great match for it. As another th- recurring theme you'll see here is I have a lot of favorite pens that really only get one ink put in them. <laughs> it's just how it works. So yeah, that's um that is easily in my top five. Right along with my first Nakaya, the Nakaya Portable AO Tamanuri. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about this pen a million times. It's probably one of my two favorite writing pens and my two favorite writers, the second one you'll see in a, in a, in a, in a minute, both have the, a similar nib configuration and that they're a Japanese fine nib with a cursive italic grind. So it's just a wonderful, perfect writer for me, the way it fits my hand, the mm. way the nib feels on the page, the way the output is. And it's it's definitely like my my favorite Nakaya, and I I have a I don't know maybe five Nakayas, and this is this is easily number one. Was this your first one? Yeah, yeah. So this is so. When did I buy this? I put the link in here. When was this uh, review? This review was all the way back in February of twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, and I went Seven through. Mm-hmm, I went through there that that review, and it took me like a couple years to actually buy this pen you know, at the time, Mm. you know, trying to commit to spending this money to a pen that I would use, right? The whole idea of that blog post was I was not going to buy a Nakaya unless I was committed to using it anywhere, anytime, putting it in my pocket, not babying the pen, right? And I, until I got to like the mental place to where, yeah, I can set this pen on my desk and not worry about it. I wasn't going to buy it and I finally got there and uh, it's been one of the best purchases I've, I've ever made. So third on the list, pilot custom nine twelve with the PO nib. This one has additional artwork, maquillet artwork mm. um, added to the barrel, which just adds to the specialness of this pen for me. It is really unique not just in the way that the po the posting nib fits for my handwriting style but in the additional specialness that i added aftermarket to this pen right so not all most of these pens are quote stock pens if you will like the milky way is like not something you commission you you point at it and say i'll have this one the nine the 912 I, I got some work done after market. Like now a lot of people will, um, you know, get uh, rotten added by a uh, book of Mundo, you know, things like that to take a favorite pen and then turn it up to 11. And that's what I did with the posting, mm-hmm. uh, nine That's why it is one of my favorites. 
Next up, my the Pilot Custom 823. Uh, me and Neil Gaiman are like this. You know, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. We're like buddy, buddy. The 823 is <laughs> the 823 is just an awesome pen. It's the other fine cursive italic nib. They again the 823 and the Nakaya Portable with the fine cursive italic nibs are my two favorite writing pens. Just for how they fit, feel, function, all of those things. Like it's really just you pick it up, you start writing with it, and then you have to stop and 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 just smile. Right. And you're like, yeah, like this is this is it. And that's, you know, a, a lot of the the nib work that's gone into it. You know, sometimes it's the ink choice. Like I've got this great purple ink uh, pilot Oroshizuku Ido Murasaki, which is the Japan only purple ink that fits really, really well in my clear 823. It's kind of the that's the ink that's going to live in there now. And I'm using the, this is probably right now out of these five that I'm listing. This is the only pen that I have inked up. And it's one of the ones I use the most. So um, it's just really, really good. It's easily a, a top five pen. Uh, last one, Mike. Um, Pilot Murex. I got I got these the first four pretty quickly. Like I was like, yeah, this one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, this one. And then I was like, I, the Murex is just one of the greatest pens ever. I I have long stated that I would be sad if something ever happened to this pen, which means it was a good candidate to fit onto this list. So um I I love the aesthetic. I've I've often called it if Apple Apple made a fountain pen, this is what it would look like. Like then this design is from mm-hmm. nineteen seventy one. Like it's just an older classic design. It's the simplest design out of these pens that I have. Um but it's really fits my style and aesthetic and and again functionality a lot of these the the recurring theme between all these is i enjoy writing with all of these pens um primarily and then the looks are additive to the writing experience right so um that's my five and i'm assuming you caught this or listeners caught this um it took me a minute to catch this after i pulled them out Four out of the top five were pilot pens. That is interesting. And I thought about this a little bit. Like, going in before I picked these, like, I thought, you know, maybe I'll have two pilots on there. Maybe, you know, my posting nib or, you know, oh, then the Namiki, the the Milky Way. I'm, I'm counting that as a pilot, even though it's Namiki. It's the premium pilot brand. Um, and then, Oh, yeah, what about the 823? Oh, what about the Murex? And I shouldn't be surprised at this. And then I got to thinking about Pilot overall and how I talk about Pilot on the show and how I want them to do more stuff, right? And how I'm kind of tough on them, you know, more so than other pen companies about giving me more choices of things. And then I realized maybe, is there a reason that there's no no sailors on this list? Because I can get anything I want from sailor at any time, any style, any nib, any look, any feel, I can just, again, like I mentioned before, I can just point at Sailor and say, I will have this one. I can't do that with Pilot, right? They're, your choice is much more limited. And I don't know, I, I'm thinking more of where I want Pilot to do more things and sell me more pens, but maybe it's a good thing that they do what they do really well and I should back off a little bit. Am I making any sense in this? Like, Sure. I did I didn't consider any sailor pin except the sailor uh king of pin pro gear sky, which is my favorite king of pin. That would probably be like number six on the list. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't interested necessarily. It doesn't mean I don't like my sailors. I love my sailors. I pro- I own more sailors than pilots, I think. Or I don't know, I haven't really counted, but I own a lot of sailors, but are the pilots more special because I'm actually limited in choice? And with Sailor I have freedom of choice so it's not as special i don't know if that makes sense at all so i don't know it, it's uh it, it was an interesting kind of thought i had when i was sharing all these pilot pens but anyway that was that was just me thinking about something to think about do you, you know do you consider what's better like the let's say the 912 and the 823 to really be that different to each other yeah Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm giggling because like 
almost opposites in feel, style, statement. Like I'm I'm staring at him. But like if Seth's imagine you had a PO nibble on the eight twenty three, would it be that different to the to your nine twelve? Yeah, I wouldn't like okay. it as much. I All wouldn't right, like the I All wouldn't right. like the eight twenty three with a PO nib. Um I would like the nine twelve with a different nib than PO. But the eight twenty three I the a PO nib is not like an all day writing nib. No, and of the eight twenty the eight twenty three I believe needs that. So no, I wouldn't enjoy a PO nib in the eight twenty three as much as I enjoy it in in the nine twelve. So mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean these are very weird pilot pens. I'll, I will admit that. Like my eight twenty three is the clear version. Yeah, that's not an easy one to get, and I love how it looks with the purple ink in it. Mm. You know the Milky the Milky Way. You know is you know uh, Arushi and Rodden and fancy and all of that stuff. And the nine twelve has custom additions to it, and the Murex is you know fifty years old. You know mm-hmm. these aren't like your standard stock off the shelf pilot, but they're pretty close. They're pretty close. Like anyone can get any of these pens that I have, minus mm-hmm. the artwork I have on the nine twelve. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I bought you know a, a limited edition of fifty sailor pen that I hold special because it's limited. Like I apparently that doesn't really check my box as much as I I like to think it might check my boxes. So uh, I thought I thought it was just an interesting look after I pulled these five pens, going, huh? That's a thought. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it's just something I think about. So um just for the the sake of extending this topic, and you I haven't even let you talk about yours yet. I did pull some non-fountain pen favorites of just products that I love that I use practically daily or want them around. And that's one of them's the Ajoto pen. You know, in the non-fountain pen category, I use the Johto pen as much as anything. Uh, the Spoke Pencil Model 4 is, like, my most used pencil by a good long shot. The Masubi Indigo Denim Notebook, which I'm going to finish here pretty soon. I guess I'm avoiding finishing it because I don't have another one. Uh, but maybe I'll buy one in San Francisco to be my next notebook. I love the bank paper and the feel of that notebook. And I actually put in washi tape in this list because I find myself literally using washi tape almost every day. Mm. So like if you give me all these fountain pens and then you give me this rollerball pen and this mechanical pencil and this notebook and this washi tape, I'm going to be a pretty happy little pen addict here. So pretty happy camper with, with what I've got going on here. So interesting stuff. All right, let's take a break and we can get into a maybe more predictable, less exciting list. (laughs) I don't know. But nevertheless, it's my list and I love my list and everyone else can just back off. You should. I I hope you love your list. I think I have a great list, but I don't don't know how. I don't know if there's going to be surprises in that list, but... This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, services, even the content you create. Squarespace has got you covered. There's so many things there, right? So that's what you can do with Squarespace. Look, if you want to build a blog, you can do that. If you want to make a store, you can do that. If you want to build like a, an introduction page to your company or brand and start an email newsletter to go alongside it, Squarespace has the tools. They really have everything, even down to the little things like SEO. So you can use their suite of integrated features with useful guides to help maximize prominence among search results. This is important stuff if you want to be noticed online. And then you can also use insights to grow your business with Squarespace as well. Like if you've ever wondered, like, where are my site visitors coming from? Where are my sales coming from? from which channels are most effective squarespace lets you analyze all of that once you've got the data you can improve your website build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content that's what i love about squarespace it scales with you no matter what it is that you want to do you know you might start off with one thing and decide hey i want to sell some stuff on the side you can enable the store functions you know it's like oh now i've done that i actually would love to have an email list you can do that like, they really have everything that you need to get started online go to squarespace.com penaddict you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required and then when you're ready to launch use the offer code penaddict and you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain that is squarespace.com penaddict and when you sign up use the offer code penaddict to get 10 percent of your first purchase and show your support for the show a thanks to squarespace for their support of this show and relay fm all right let's hear it mike let's see let me let me preface this by saying i might have like just thinking about your pens i think i might only picked one of these maybe two 
even okay. though when you yeah, say yeah, it, I'm like, it. oh yeah, 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 that's that's it. So so what you got? This wasn't difficult for me to do mm-hmm. because I looked at what was in my Sinclair, mm-hmm. and they're all my favorite pants. And that's what goes back and forth with you, yeah, regularly. It's like with that's, me that's every day in my very bag. portable. Even though at this point, pretty much all of my pens are at the studio. Um, mm-hmm. Now I need to bring inks here, actually, I think. I think <laughs> I'm slowly moving to like, okay, this is where my pens live. Like, they live here, not right, at home. Right, right. Um, because I was just realizing the stuff was at home, which is never getting used. So I've been rotating them out and actually just bringing more here. And I'm just trying to work out what the best long-term strategy for that is. But I have a Sinclair that goes in my backpack every day along with my theme system journal. And it has the pens in it. There is one pen on my list that isn't in the Sinclair and I'll get to that in a minute okay. so my the first one for me that I picked I think is I'm pretty confident this is not ranked but I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. that this is my number one pen it is the Platinum 3776 Galaxy Starlight which I have a stacked nib on as we spoke about on the show in the past I adore this pen I love this pen I love everything about it <laughs> Uh, I love the journey that I've been on with this pen. I love the way it looks. You know, I love the feel of the Arushi. I love the way that the the Raden is like encased in it. I actually kind of love that it's had this weird life where the first pen, uh, the first <laughs> nib broke and it had to go to Japan. They sent another one. Now I've replaced the nib, but now I've got a like I've cracked a piece off of the cap. Mm-hmm. like just a little piece of the you know like where at the very yeah. end of the cap I don't know how but one day I just noticed that a little piece had come off and it's kind of like this is my pen right you know? I, I think that's cool like and not, I mean of course you'd prefer it to not have that but mm-hmm. the fact that you're okay with it like I was talking about like I'm not gonna own a Nakaya unless I'm okay with getting a scratch in my Nakaya right yeah. and it's like this comfort zone that you hit going yeah this is my pen and you know why it's this way because i use this pen and i love it and i use it all the time one thing that's very interesting to me like i was looking around at like listings for this pen because it is available i think it's like doubled in price yeah you'll see that with different types of pens and different based on when you bought them um i think you got yours right before platinum went through like a a pretty big price increase um you know, like all, all the pin companies have gone through like decent sized price increases. Yep. Uh, Platinum and Sailor stood out, you know, to, to have like a higher percentage increase. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a combination of factors with that particular one, too. Because right? like it's, it's, it's harder to produce. $2,200 right now on the Nibsmith. Oh. And yeah, I you, think I, I you paid, paid like at most half of that. Yeah, I was thinking it was even less than 1000 Actually, I'm looking at the wrong one, so that's why. I'm looking mm. at the Izumo Raden Galaxy Fountain. Pen. Okay, that's a bigger pen. That's, that's a, a wider pen. pen. Yeah. Now I understand what's happened here. My, my Google searching did not <laughs> produce me the right pen. So I was very confused because I started looking at the images. And I was like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> it's a completely different pen. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I love this pen. I love this pen so much. Uh, it brings me joy to use. And it's, I mean, it's fantastic to use in general. Um, let alone like what I have then done with it since, you know, yep. Um, and have been able to like to customize it more to my tastes. And I picked between five nibs and then found the right one for this pen. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love this pen. It, it's it's like it's just a joy. It's like a genuine just joy for me to use. Yep. So yep. I love it. Next one I feel like is pretty obvious. I think it's a pen that at different times I have said is either my favorite pen or the best pen that I mm-hmm. own, which mm-hmm. is uh, the Pilot M90. Yeah. I love the fact that we are both ardent supporters of two very similar yet opposite pens, right? Yep. These are the M90 and the Murex, or I should say the Mu in, in relation to the M90 is the modern version of the Mu. Um, that came out for an anniversary edition at the 90th Pilot's 90th mm-hmm. anniversary. But the Murex and the Mew are often talked about together, but they offer two different perspectives of design and writing. And we are we both respect the heck out of the other one. And I own a M90 and I love yep. it. I will never choose the M90 over the Murex and you're the exact opposite. Like I, the I think that's I pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 
this is this is the only one for me like uh, i love it uh and it's just you know it's a pen that i feel like should not be as good as it is yep i that's fair yeah it just you just would feel like you know we we put so much like stock and feeling into the nibs and how perfect the nib needs to be and the idea that this is a nib made out of the body of a pen, like <laughs> it shouldn't be this good, you know. Like you look at other yeah. nibs, and they're like these little intricate things made out of gold or whatever, right? And then this thing comes along, and I guess it's a steel nib, right? Like ultimately, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it holds a candle to literally every other pen that I own. Like, yeah, it sh- it shouldn't work, right? It like, shouldn't work. Like and something for me, which I find funny, like we again we talk about like um pen reliability and how quickly will it start to write and then all these other companies have these slip cat nothing starts up faster than my M ninety. One hundred percent of the time it will be anything else. Doesn't matter. I could have not used that pen for the three months. I pick it up, do one scribble and it's good to go. Like yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But it's like these little things just make this so special. I have a medium nib. It was funny because like I looked at it and I was like, "Did I even do nib sizes?" And it's got medium on it. Like it's it says yeah, it. It's in a different place. But like I looked at it and I was medium. like, "I wouldn't be surprised if they only offered in one <laughs> size, right?" Because yeah. again, massively complicated. And like I mean, I don't know how many more times we need to say this, but Pilot, bring it back. I know. Yeah, you are sitting I mean, on a literal gold mine. With this pen, <laughs> everyone's gonna want one if you do yeah. it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what do you? For a long time, you were using the Purple Pilot ink cartridges with it. What do you use? I got red now. Yeah, um, as a red pilot. That's, a, that's cool. I'm waiting for those uh, the Orochizuku cartridges. Yep. To, to, yep. To to pop up because I would like to mix it up with some same same thing like for my literal most expensive pen i own when i get my hands on the roshizuku sukiyo cartridges that's what's going in my milky way it just is the the (laughs) ink's so good and the idea of the convenience there with the cartridge is like yeah i'm so into it this Mm -hmm. is for some reason you know just because this pen is so small uh i don't want to put a converter in it because it's Mm -hmm. never going to take that much ink because i could get from one of their regular cartridges the, the M90 is very clearly made for cartridges. It's a pocket pen, ultimately. Yes, I agree uh, with that. It is the only pen that I own where I post 100% of the time. Yeah, you pretty much have to. I mean, I can get by. you don't, but I yeah. can get by, but just because of the way this pen is built, the cap becomes the entire body. Yeah. That's rare. Even in other pocket pens, it feels like that. You know, the, the cap doesn't take up as much of the body of the pen. But yeah. it basically just leaves you with a grip section. That's all that's left. What a design. Oh, it's just a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece mm-hmm. of pen design. Like it's a it's a better design than the Murex, I will grant that. This is like to go back onto what you were saying earlier, like this is the pen Johnny Ive would make. Right. Because it is like the pure essence of the pen. Like mm-hmm. this is just like as simple as a pen design could be. Also, as complicated as a pen design could be, which is a funny right. mixture, right? Like it is definitely mm-hmm. both of those things, but it is just like it, it gets no better. It just doesn't get better than this. It just doesn't. Oh man, yep. I love it so much. <laughs> what a special piece, and I am so thankful that I own two of these. I, that was Thomas. literally my next question. I think you have like this is one you have a backup for. Yeah, th- I'm still on my original, mm-hmm. and I have a backup M90 in a drawer. That may never ever get used. I feel like if I, I think did something right call. to this pen, if I lost this M90, I probably wouldn't replace it. Yeah. Unless I had a real reason to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Until pilot get off the butts <laughs> and make one of these. All right. So I wanted to put a can of layer on the list. Mm-hmm. I had to really think about this. Just like visual wise, nothing beats can layer pens for me. Um, mm hmm. They're, they're, they're very special I had to think about it like I really like my Honokalani that's the one I have with the Milo Lay Band mm-hmm. I think it, but my favorite at the moment is the Haleakala Silhouette yeah for a number of reasons um, one this was a special pen for me uh, I bought it at the DC Pen Show uh, and accidentally ended up choosing the one that was on the cover of Pen World magazine. <laughs> we love that story. I love that story. I just love that that was the thing that I ended up doing. <laughs> um, 
Haleakala has a lot of significance to me because it's on Maui where I've spent some wonderful times with me and Adina. It's where we went on honeymoon. You can see Haleakala from where we were staying. Um, I love the yellow. It is the least likely to think it would work as a pen design, but it is executed wonderfully, right? If I told you that the colors are yellow, rose gold, gray and black, it's like there's Mm -hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. works. It's funny yep. enough, this is one that they do not have available right now. Okay. I don't know if yeah. it's like sold out. I don't know if maybe it's it's gone from their lineup. I don't know. But like it so I, I have to put some uh, Instagram images in the in the show notes. Oh no, do you need a do you need a backup of this one too? Mm, I hadn't thought of that. Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have just for the record, I don't think I have any I don't have any backup pens, I don't think. No. I have my other stacked I have another stacked nib in this pen. This fascinates me. This the, is the Zoom one. This is the one. Mm-hmm. This is the Zoom nib one, which is absurd. Yep. In the greatest possible way, but again, it's like they match so perfectly. Um, I have one of the um, the Sailor inks in this. One of the numbered ones, the Ink Studio yeah. inks. I can find out which one it is, but I can never remember the numbers. But it's it's a really great yellow, um, and it. It matches yeah, about so this. perfectly with this pen, especially mm-hmm. where like, you know, yellow ink can be hard to see at times, but this one is vibrant enough. But then also with it being the really, really thick stacked nib, it lays down so much ink, it's always visible. But what I also like about this, even though it is almost like a marker pen, it's still really usable, really writable. Um, yep. I'm using 770 in this okay. Ink Studio 770. Um which is yeah, I I really really love this pen. I get it, man. It's a stunner. Uh, next is okay. The next one is like in my Sinclair. I have the King of Pen that we bought and sent. We each sent to Jonathan, and he did something special with it. So I have a Rushi on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I wanted to pick a King of Pen, but I actually mm-hmm. didn't go with this one. Because I feel like I wanted to pick my first King of Pen. Gotcha. Um, and one that I think more exemplifies my general taste of pens, which is the 1911 Royal Tangerine King of mm. Pen. That makes Broadway. sense. I get, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yep. This, this, this is your... pen is amazing. Mm. Uh, and it is the color that I love. It's orange. It is exceedingly orange yeah. <laughs> in, a, in the best way possible. You know, in that moment, I realized that the word orange has been warped for me by you. Mm -hmm. I say Mm -hmm. orange now, Mm -hmm. and that's you. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to point that out just for the record books. I just realized that, that I just on my own said orange. Mm -hmm. That's a Brad Dowdy (laughs) right there. Orange. Orange. (laughs) Yeah, I love this pen. I love the color. It's like... The 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 Royal Tangerine, I own it in two sizes, right? Same <laughs> as you. Do you own two sizes? Or? We own. I own two sizes, but our our We're smaller the extremes, pen is right? the is the different one. No, you yeah. have the you have the L. I have the. You have the small. Uh, I have the small. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, you have, have the, the King of Pen or the large? I have the large. I have the King of Pen, not right. the middle. So okay, so we we both have the King of Pen. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm holding it now. It's almost like a weapon, the 1911. <laughs> the 1911 with the uh, rounded ends, right? Not yeah. the, the the flat ends like the Pro Gears. It it takes on a, a different meaning of King of Pen. It is, yeah. that sh- that shape is, is And dra- that's why I like, different. I like the 1911 King of Pen shape more, even though, uh, like, you know, I have one of each. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like the 1911 one more because it is the biggest, most absurd, right? What I love yeah. about Sailor's King of Pen is the absurdity of that pen. And, <laughs> and nothing, really nothing shows it more than the nib. The fact that and even is, the name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But like the, just the fact that they took the nib and just made the nib bigger. Like it's just something that's so <laughs> funny to me about that. Like you could give one of each of these pens to someone and it would look like, you know, one someone had a tiny hand and someone had a big hand, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. this is just like, this kind of really does a better job, I think, of summing up exactly what I love. Um, so that's why I picked that. Then my last one is, again, like it is a sentimental thing, but also like it's sentimental for two reasons. 
because it kind of reminds me where I come from when it comes to fountain pens, mm-hmm. but also is special. And it's the Jonathan Brooks Arushi covered Lamy Safari mm-hmm. that he made for us a couple of years ago. That's this is so just funny. a joy pen. <laughs> it really is. I, I, have, I don't and use And I have mine the left handed Lamy nib in this. Yeah, that's cool. And do you like that? Like, yeah. do you like it fits your writing style perfectly? So much so okay. that I forget that there's something different okay. about it. The only thing about this pen, of every pen that I own, it dries up the fastest. So we have probably lost some seal in the cap with the thickness of the Arushi. That will probably to be where why, then. it doesn't just straight up snap into there, and no. there's probably some ga- air gaps, which yeah. that's one of the things you just deal with because yeah, I mean, I deal something with something. Am- yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the Lamy Safari, the way the f- in in not even counting the the feeds as well, right? The feeds yeah. are the most simplistic, finless, you know, non saturated feeds. So like it's just a combination of a few different things from design to interesting added added thickness and things like that so yeah, yeah i wondered if it was something to do with the nib but that makes a lot of sense what you're saying because it it doesn't yeah. really snap shut yeah. in the same way right um right right and, that's then, and the then i think it's just a, yeah and i think it's just uh this, the safari is just designed that way to not be the most inky saturated feeds as well so that probably mm-hmm. doesn't help so there you it go it is just what jonathan did to this pen for this pen. It's, it's just nuts. Breath, it's breathtaking. It's nuts. You know? Like, and there is nothing better than on the, the narrow part of the grip, sec, grip section where you <laughs> lay it in the four dots, you know? Yep. Yep. Man is a genius. And he did he beautiful work with those pens and it is a treasure of mine to own. That's my top five right now. There's some weird Love stuff it. on there. Yeah. I, I like that in your notes after you did kind of like I did, it's like, I kind of need to put the Mark one in here. Like I yeah. kind of needed to put the Johto in here it, because yeah. it is such a frequently used pen, like to have that type of rollerball, be it the Mark one or the Johto, both of which we yep. love both of those brands. Like it's the same thing, right? It's the same. I have all these fountain pens and like like the list was designed to be fountain pens. But we have these other pens that we use very frequently, and we have, feel a certain way about these just basic black rollerball uh, writing vessels that just really kind of check our boxes as well. So, like, it's I would want to have those. If I was limited to these five fountain pens, okay, sure, I'd be happy. But I'd like to have, like, a rollerball and, like, a couple other things with that as well, or a gel pen or a pencil, that kind of thing. So uh, I like that you put the Mark One in here. It's just like, I really want to add this. And I was like... Yeah, like I do too. So like we're on the same page there. Yeah, it's like I love the Mark One, right? I own mm-hmm. like five of them. <laughs> um, I, I just like as a like a, a platform to be a pen. It's like as good to me as anything. But right. it just and I wanted to give it a, like the really my only special mention. But it just didn't. I couldn't knock any of those fountain pens off the list because ultimately. Given the choice, I am always going to pick one of those five before anything, literally anything else. Yes. Right. Um, mm. But if I was to, if I was to have a sixth, it would be that. Or if you were to say to me, you know, what about non fountain pens? It's Mark One right. all day. Yeah, all day. Like I, I just talk about it so much. Uh, like I think probably one of the reasons why I do this is because I will pick up a pen, and sometimes the pen I have to stop, and it makes me smile, which I already mentioned in mm-hmm. the show once. Like. These are the type of pens that that do that for me, and I'm glad that they do. And it's just these these realizations about how they make you feel, about how they make your writing look, about the people that made them, about the stories they tell. It's like sometimes I just look at these pens and smile, and uh, I I'm glad we got to put together this list. All right, that's it for this week's episode of The Pen Addict. We'd love to know your top five pens lists. Why yeah. don't you send them in to us? Uh, you can send them on Twitter. Uh, Brad is at Dowdyism. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, you can also follow us in other places. Brad is Pen Addict on Instagram. I'm also iMike on Instagram. Uh, Brad streams multiple times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Um, I'm looking forward to a stream that I'm doing this Friday, um, which is on the 27th. It's going to be at, what is it? It's 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I'm going to be building a prototype of a keyboard that I'm very excited about. Uh, it's called the Mode Sonnet. 
and they have sent me a pre-production unit that I'm going to be nice, putting together. Nice, nice. I'm really excited about. So if you have any desire for that, you should come and check it out. Uh, they make my favorite keyboards mode, so I think you'll think you'll dig it. So come and check it out on Friday at Mike.Live. Uh, don't forget to also check out SpokeDesign.com, ContextMerch.com, and thanks to Trade and Squarespace for their support of this episode. Until, then, until next time, I'm Mike Hurley and he's Brad Dowdy. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. 